the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney. And man, I'm getting over something, but my voice sounds terrible. Not that I'm hearing it in my ears. It sounds all like smoky and <laughs> sultry. Like, hey, I'm everybody, trying. welcome you know, to the world it's, headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's winter. It's winter. I blame the weather. Well, it is a free call. And as Ken Coleman would say, a toll-free call anywhere in the country. Because <laughs> he's 141. 888-825-5225. Give us a call. We'll talk about your money, your relationships, your work, and your life. All right. First up, we have Stacy in Atlanta. Hey, Stacy, Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Dr. John. What's um, up? Perfect pair for this question. Um, my mother recently passed away <sighs> from uh, dementia. I'm sorry. And um, when my brother and I um, sell her house, I'll come into some inheritance. Um, and all during this process of us caring for her financially and you know uh, supporting her through her health, trying to keep her out of a memory care and you know all of that. Um, I swore to myself, if there's any money left at the end of this, I'm buying long-term care insurance yep. so that my kids don't have to go through this. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, but I keep questioning myself because we, my husband and I am 59, he's 60. Um, we have not paid off our house, but we're set everywhere else. So we're baby step six, um, you know. Um, so I don't know if you want some numbers. Um yeah. What's your What's your you main question? Because you're you're on the well, right track. Is what you're saying? You guys want long term care insurance, which is something right. when you're long-term 60 that we recommend. Or, or apply it to paying down the house, the mortgage. Here's where like here's where I would suggest to go forward. Two things. One is go forward with the with the the insurance. Two, you're entering into a window. Right. The longer you wait, now the more expensive it gets. Right. And so there's, it's already going to be expensive. Um, I'll tell you one of, if not the greatest gift my parents ever gave me through my whole childhood. Um, after I was going into all these homes with the police department and dealing with death notifications and taking care of people who had just been widowed, um, I remember calling my dad and saying, man, this is really like weighing on me. Do you all have a plan, right? And we kind of talked through and he did. But for Christmas that year, they got all of us kids they got themselves long-term care insurance. And I remember exhaling in a way that I didn't realize I was holding my breath. Because in the back of my mind, I'd always been thinking, well, if something happens to mom, we're going to like, and I, I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was. And when they said, hey, Merry Christmas, this stuff's expensive. So we didn't really get y'all anything other than this and a couple of books. I just went, oh, whew. And so I would tell you on behalf of everybody, um, I think it's a wise decision. Yeah, and it's not part of the baby steps, Stacy. but we do look at insurance as one of these foundational principles. Like if you were, you know, a young couple with little kids, we'd say you need life insurance, right? And Stacey, if anyone's dependent upon your income, you guys still need life insurance, which is different than long-term care. So these kinds of things that you have in your life that are part of your financial picture is regardless of baby steps. So I really do think, yeah, at your age... This is regardless if on your, even if you're on baby step two, I would say this is still something to look into because to John's point, it's only going to get more expensive. And if something does happen, it's insurance. It's there to catch those those really expensive costs uh, that hopefully are not anytime soon. 
Um, but long term. But I would, yes, I would go ahead and do that. And then also for your house, how much do you guys owe on the house? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. And how much do you guys make? Um, about two ten. Okay. That's great. And no, and do you have any do you have kids at home at all or are they all grown and gone? No. Yeah. They're grown and gone. Okay. That's when you, great. When you sell this house, when you sell your mom's house, what kind of inheritance are you are you gonna bring home after you split it with everybody? About a hundred thousand. That's great. Okay. So uh, an income of two ten, um, and you take that hundred thousand and apply it to your mortgage because I can't think of something I would rather my kids have than a paid for home when I go, like a place they can always call home that nobody can take it from them. That would that would I would love for my children to use that as an, uh, their inheritance for that, um, and so that would drop your mortgage, your principal down to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You make two hundred ten, you could knock that out in a couple of years and it should be done. Have you priced out, right. Stacey, your long-term care? Because you keep talking about how expensive it is, and I'm just curious, your health situation have, or what numbers I, you're pulling. I talked to um, my financial advisor, and he was saying it's about $50,000 a person um, for about $500,000 worth of um, long-term care insurance. So that takes it all. But hold on, and are you talking about hybrid, you're talking about buying a whole a life policy? That's one of those hybrid policies. Yeah, don't, yeah, do, don't that. do that. Please don't do that. No, 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 no. So it, what you're pricing out is extremely expensive because they're putting you into, yeah, a whole life type of insurance. Yeah, don't and do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to do that. So what I would do is I would look up. It's Z- I think Xander does carry long-term care insurance. If, if they to, don't, they'll direct you in the right place. Yeah, go to Xander.com, Stacy, because that's a terrible financial product of what your financial advisor is trying to get you in. And if you guys don't have people dependent upon your income, you don't even need life insurance and whole life insurance. Yes, they do all these scams within it and these like investments and this and that and that. They try to sell products within it and it just ends up costing extreme a lot, which long-term care insurance, it's not, it, it's not inexpensive but it shouldn't be that expensive and especially up front. They're asking you to pay for the whole policy. So Stacy, look at options and again, go to Xander.com um, and call them. Yeah, if, I'm pretty sure they do have long-term care. It may just be term life right now, but um, talk to them because they're a trusted people that are in this insurance world and they know all of this stuff. But yeah, go ahead and get a second opinion and maybe even a third opinion, please, right? Shop this. Please don't buy a whole life policy. Please, yeah. please, please, please. Not good. Um, and it just, Rachel, it feels like a snaky thing from her financial advisor. Yes. I know. Yeah. 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 It feels gross to me that they're going to sell you on an expensive product when you went. Um, yeah, it just feels gross. Yeah. It feels gross, 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 gross. And the whole thing about whole life, Stacey, you have to understand because a lot of, there are financial advisors out there that sell these kind of products and either them themselves know that they're getting a great back end. And so they're just like, hey, we're going to kind of push this product because we're making something off of it. Or some of them are just ignorant. Some of them literally have been sold this bag of goods too. And they believe that this is the best thing. But when you run the numbers and you actually look at the options, Stacey, it's terrible. Like it is. And so stay away from anything, universal life, whole life, all of it, because they do. They try to they try to tack on all these different types of insurance and it becomes extremely expensive and if you had invested part of that money, right, if you went and did long-term care insurance with someone else, it's just purely long-term care. There's no insurance, uh, whole life parts of that. There's no package. And yeah. yeah, and you invested the remaining part. How much you're going to have left too, Stacey, for your kids, right? So so there's so many different options. Go ahead and price that out, but do not, I would not go with that product at all. Um, and you don't even need life insurance at this point if, if you... And your husband, if there's people not dependent upon your income and there's enough for like burial costs and all that, like you do want to look at 
at that process. But Stacy, also why why you're at it, you you and your husband call one of our smart investor pros because I want you to get a second opinion on your the person taking care of walking alongside you with your retirement because I don't know that you're getting the best advice. Mm. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear. And that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls. Next up, we have Mia in Boston. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? So I'm on baby step two with my husband, and our car broke. So we're stacking cash to replace it. And we're in the suck. And last month, I busted my butt to earn about $3,000 on side gigs. To the intent was to cover a small Christmas budget and pay off debt, which then got transitioned to stacking cash for us, the car replacement. Mm. After repairs and a cut in hours at my husband's job, we only ended up paying $1,000 towards the car after replacing the emergency fund. So side gig hours are reduced this month, and the budget shows we're doing every dollar. We do a budget every month uh, since July when we started this, and it, we have about $200 left in the budget this month. And it's so early in the month. And I'm really worried that we won't have enough money to even finish the month. Mm. And uh, my husband thinks I'm just being pessimistic. And so I'm just calling to see, like, is this normal like, to have this much of a setback? Um, so, yes, I would say for sure. And that's part of this. I mean, you guys are six months in to this. How much have you mm-hmm. paid off so far? We've paid off about 16000 I think. Good for you guys. How much do you have left? Um over 30 okay no you're great you're doing awesome and how much you guys make a year about 140 okay good for you guys and doing some side hustle stuff yeah so me i feel like one of the frustrating parts i can think of just life right but especially if you're on a really intense plan like this is that you wish life was just a gradual you know line upward but it's not it is a up and down up and down it almost looks like the stock market when you look at that chart right i mean that life just happens. And the great thing about you guys, though, is that you've had a plan. I mean, before this, if life happened, you would probably had no savings. You had debt. I mean, all of this, right? Maybe living paycheck to paycheck. And so I think the positive end of this is that even though it feels like, oh my gosh, it's a step backwards, it's going to feel like that because it is. But that doesn't mean that it has to continue like that. And it won't, even though these are the times that it can be so discouraging. But that is life. And we see that all the time. People call in. I mean, this is this is I'm like, you're, you're going to go through life. People deal with health issues. They deal with job changes and losses and moves and expenses all the time that they were not expecting. 
And that's so common. It's so common. But when something like a car breaks down, I get it. It's like, it is so, it's so discouraging because it feels like all your hard work <laughs> went to a stupid car and you're just like, oh my gosh, we want to pay this debt down. So I, I, I hear you. I want to say that that is so normal, even though it sucks. Like that's not fun. And the $200 buffer. I mean, I get it because $200 can just go like that, right? I'm like, it's it, it doesn't feel like a lot after a while, but but I would say if you guys stick to it and maybe you pull back from Christmas even more in this season um, and do a couple of things there, I, th- I think you're going to be okay. But I think your fear and concern is valid. So your husband's saying that you're being a pessimist. I don't think so. I think there's a level of a realist of like, things could happen and this $200 could just be gone in an instance. But I also think that you guys are plans and you know what's going on and that's going to give you more direction and more confidence than probably you're giving it credit for. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's wise, but it's just, it just feels like we're not getting anywhere. And he keeps saying like, it's just two years. It's just two years. And we're only six months in. And it, it just feels like we're not like we were so close to paying off our next debt, which was our last car loan. Mm. And now, you know, and he said, the difference is, is that the old us would have just driven to the dealership and taken out another loan. That's exactly right. And the new us is going to drive this crappy car, which is on its last legs and just work harder and try to save the money. Yep. I'm so tired. I've worked so much extra time and it was just so disheartening to like, I worked, I basically didn't even have like a day off for almost 30 days. Mm. And I thought I was going to be pulling in $3,000 and instead it's like a thousand. So all that right. for a thousand dollars. It's yeah. so disheartening. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't just for a thousand dollars. You saved your family from going back over the cliff. Yeah. I, like I'm going to, this is going to sound crazy. Do you, would it be weird for somebody in your house to say the phrase, hell Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. You're like, no, no. I want you to make like a hell yeah journal. And it's kind of a gratitude journal on steroids. Because as you're working through this, you earned $3,000 on top of your regular job this month. And you, my friend, kept your family from sliding back into a deeper hole than you even started from. Because you're right. Y'all would have gone to get a car loan and you would have got something nice. And while you were there, they would have been running an end of year special and you would have ended up getting way deeper in the hole than you even started this whole thing with. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to like, you saved your life. Like, <laughs> you, you saved like, your I did family. It. You did it. Like you did the plan. <laughs> you like, did yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the plan. Yes, you did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I want, but even though it goes money. to something stupid like a car, because the car, right? Like I get yeah. it, like I get it. But you did. It's it. frustrating. So but, I want you to write these things down on a regular basis. Like, dude, I worked. I didn't have a day off for thirty days. Hell yeah, I earned three thousand dollars on top of my paycheck. That goes in the journal. And that way, when you have these setbacks, and you know what, I hate to like be Debbie Downer, your refrigerator's gonna go out in the next six months. I just, <laughs> I just promise you, it will. I promise. And but. Y'all have continued to work and work and work. Let me ask you a hard question. Y'all make a hundred and forty grand. Mm-hmm. What is it about your expense ratio? Because that's a really good salary. What is it about your expenses going out the door that you can barely breathe like that? Because your debt's thirty thousand dollars. That's not an astronomical ratio. Do y'all have really expensive cars or a really expensive home? No, no. We we went into debt um, because we had four kids in braces. Um, medically necessary, so really expensive, not mm-hmm. covered by insurance. So we went into debt last year and, you know, then adopted this program, got on a budget, and just like you guys said, getting on a budget, like suddenly we had a read. 
and we had money to start paying down the debt, which is why we've been able to pay down the debt in the past few months. We know our, our cars are all over 10 years old. Um, you know, we have a really low mortgage payment. It's just this, I have five kids and they eat a lot and <laughs> that's a lot, a lot coming in and out. Excellent. Okay. I, I totally get that, man. Kids. Yes. They will eat, eat everything, all things <laughs> and then more. So, um, yeah. I know it sounds so trite, but don't just hang in there. Celebrate where you are. And I know you're like, Ugh. and with five kids, $200 feels like somebody could sneeze and you're going to spend $200. I mean, $200. I get that. Um, I would lean on my husband's optimism in this season and then keep mm-hmm. keep grinding away at it. Keep grinding away. I'll tell you this. On the back end, you are providing your kids life-changing, uh, a life-changing picture of what hard work looks like, what breaking chains looks like, what changing your family tree looks like. When things that are hard come up in their life, which they will, economic problems, war, relationship issues, what their own financial issues – they will have a crystal clear picture of the time mom and dad didn't even get each other something for Christmas because they had something bigger in mind that was changing mm-hmm. their family tree. They will remember the, the, the months mom worked every day of the week and missed recitals and missed games and made us cook our own dinner because she was so focused on setting the family free. You, none of your efforts are lost. It's disappointing that you didn't put 3000 bucks down. You only got 1000 bucks down. But man, you are changing everything. I'm proud of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a fear from a lot of parents is, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out on this time with my kids. Like if we're doing this for 18 months, even you saying I'm missing recitals and and practices and all the things because I'm sacrificing to get us in a position where we can actually breathe as a family. Um, a lot of people see that as complete detriment, but it's not. It's the uh, it's There could not be a better lesson. I promise you if... You had to have to decide, well, my kid's got a travel travel soccer game that I just have to go to, or, hey, son, I'm going to sit down. We're going to have breakfast together at the house. We're going to have cereal because that's what we're eating right now. We're going to have oatmeal. Um, I'm working really hard to get our family out of debt, and so I'm going to miss this game. I'm going to be thinking about you. I want you to call me the moment you walk off that field, but I also want you to know your daddy or your mom's working really hard to set this family free. Yeah, and and I would say this too. It's not in the vein of like, I'm a workaholic and I'm just nope. going to work and work and work till the day is long. Nope. There's a plan. For a goal. There's a time set and there's a goal, a very noble goal in the midst of all of that. So remember that, parents. This is The Ramsey Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, If you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest. Ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. We are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. You know, Christmas, you guys, it is right around the corner. And John, I've done so many interviews recently for different media outlets talking about budgeting and Christmas and everyone's shopping and feeling like they're over their budgets and going into debt and it's insane. So you guys remember, as you're shopping, be wise. Don't put yourself in a financial hole. I mean, there was, I saw a study, 25% of Americans are still paying for Christmas from last year. So don't be one of those people. Be on a budget, be wise. And as you're shopping, we have some great affordable gifts, gifts that can actually help the people in your life, help your friends, help your family. There are so many meaningful gifts that are only $12. At Ramsey Solutions, we're continuing our Christmas sale only $12. So the total money makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, all for just $12. And even your questions for humans, John, it's back for $10. So if you need some great gifts that are in your budget that are inexpensive, but actually are great gifts, go to RamseySolutions.com slash store. Hey, can I can I add something to that? So this is me being a little bit vulnerable talking about stuff I don't usually talk about on the show. Usually I keep this stuff private, but here we go. Um... I think it was last year when Own Your Past, Change Your Future came out, right? And um, it was the number one bestseller, did well. Yeah. So I grew up the son of a police officer and a minister, and my wife grew up the daughter of two teachers. And then we had number one bestselling book money, which was something we'd never experienced. And I had seen an escalation in our kids' Christmas, and me continuing to try to show them how much I love them by how much stuff I bought. And last year was a madhouse. I, I overdid it. I went yeah. bananas. Yeah. And this year in preparation, Sheila said way early, we, we have to be responsible. And so my son and I, we go to, I talk about this, we go to breakfast every week and he's 13 and about a month and a half ago I, during breakfast, I said, listen, um, Christmas is going to look different this year. The last few years, I just keep buying more and more stuff, more and more stuff. You and your sister, you'll have enough stuff. We're going to buy a couple of things that are important, we think, maybe one or two nice things. And we're going to give a lot of stuff away. And we're just going to spend time together having some adventure. And my son's response, he got quiet and he said, Dad, I don't think you can do it. Uh-uh. And here's what he was saying. Hank raised the bar. Hank was <laughs> not saying, are you serious? You're not going to get us a bunch. He said, he was expressing, I know, Dad, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. but I think you buy gifts for us, for you. And so I tell everybody that for this. My kid's not, I mean, he's special and he's my son. He's the smartest kid and best looking kid, all that stuff. That's not the point. The point is, if you'll sit down and have a direct, honest conversation with your kids, about the state of of your of your financial life in your home. Yep. Like our last caller, we lost, we got hours cut. We're trying to get a debt, fill in the blank. If you'll be honest with them and say, here's what we're going to do, they're with you. You know why? Because they feel the tension in their home. Mm-hmm. They know something's not right. Yep. And if you say, hey, this is going to be a different kind of Christmas, you and your sister, you and your brother, you and all five of your brothers and sisters, y'all are going to get three gifts this year. That's what we're going to do. And they're not going to be big and... I just want you to know ahead of time we have a plan, but we're going to do some different things this year. Yep. We're going to go hang out. We're going to play. Have that conversation with your kids, and I'm telling you they're going to respond in a positive way. Yes. I'm telling you. Well, and it sounds so silly because it's so simple, but John, I'm like, 
we over Thanksgiving, like we took the kids, we went and got bike our by all the bikes, went to an empty parking lot at a high school nearby, and we just they just literally rode bikes in this big empty parking lot for like probably two hours. We went on a hike the next day, like we just did so much stuff with them activity wise. And then we go and clean out the playroom closet and they're like, oh, that's good. That's good. But all they can talk about is riding bikes in the yes. parking lot. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, we all know this, but yet we get sucked into this consumerism and this Christmas and, and the Amazon big, you know, uh, catalog they send and the kids are looking through it. I want this and I want, you know, and you just get caught up in it when you just stop and they be want like, you. Oh my gosh, yes. They want you. Yes. They want time with your parents. And it's and- just crap that we buy. Crap that has 80 pieces and you're just like, oh my God, get all of it away. Get all of it away. It's all these like little things. How, how many people have you talked nuts. to who went to Disney World with their kid and all their kid comes back talking about was the hotel pool, right? Just your yep. kids want you. That's right. They want you. They want you. They want you. So have the conversation if your finances are tight this year. And if your fin- finances are not tight this year, so don't, looks like you have to spend. <laughs> don't use Christmas as a way to, to, to sing and dance in front of your kids. Like, yeah. like they don't want your song and dance. They want you. That's right. They want you. That's right. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Kelsey in Austin, Texas. Hey, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas, and thank you for taking my call. How are you guys? Merry Christmas, Kelsey. I don't think I've said that yet on the show. And that was a good Texas. Hey, y'all. That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. So my question is, my husband and I are in baby step two, and we have a really great opportunity to move back home to North Carolina and start the process of taking over um, a hundred year old family business, but we are about like, we'll be lucky if we break even on our house here um, just outside of Austin. And so really my question is, do we wait until we have more equity in our home to move or do we kind of take that opportunity and like try to just break even with our house here? Yeah. I, I wouldn't wait. I was going to say, I've bought and sold multiple houses in my life, Kelsey. And one of those times, because the economic incentive on the back end was so important, um, I ended up having to take a check to closing. I lost, I technically lost money on my house. Okay. Not a lot. It was a little bit. It was like 4,000 bucks. That was the check I had to take to closing, which sounds bananas. Mm -hmm. But the following year, my wife and I paid off six figures of debt. And so the trade-off was definitely worth it. Yes, yeah. So the trade-off for okay. sure for you guys. And Kelsey, you guys are on Baby Step 2. So when you move back home, I would rent. Don't buy again. Yeah. Rent while you guys get out of debt. How much debt do you guys have left to pay off? Um, we have about 40000 left. Okay. And what's the what's your income? Is it going to go up or down this first year with the new transition of the job? Um, it'll actually go up for both of us. Um, for my husband, it'll go up and then I will also get a promotion with my company. Um, so okay, great. Yeah. I wouldn't let the house stop me. Honestly, I would, I would sell it and don't try to be a long distance landlord and keep it and rent it and wait for the market. All of it is just, you know, we always say with real estate, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, whatever it is, it's, it's when is a good time for you, right? You're looking at your situation. Okay. You're not trying to gauge the market because we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But but one thing I do know, Kelsey, yeah, since you guys are on baby step two, do not buy. Just go and rent okay. for you for a few years. Make sure to get this this uh, debt paid off, get a good fully funded emergency fund, and then put down, you know, save five percent for a good down payment to five to five to twenty percent or more if you want to, uh, for a down payment. But I would not rush back into home ownership, which can be hard when you've 
done it and then you feel like oh my gosh we're going back to renting but that's going to be the smartest move no, for you we, guys. we did it not well this first time and okay so, so you I'm feel it not yeah absolutely i'm like let's wait until we're totally ready yes what's okay, this good. business you're going back to to take over what was that john sorry what's the business you're going to take over um it's actually a hundred year old uh furniture business so we're really really excited that's great um, whose side of the family that. is it yours or his it's on his side of the family. Okay. So. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And you're able to keep your nope. job when you guys move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fully remote and it's a um, Fortune 500 company. So yeah, I'm able to move, which okay. is such a blessing. Yeah. That's have, awesome. Have y'all, have y'all counted the cost like to your souls and what it's going to be like to leave the, the Lone Star State? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we honestly, we got, we came here for the military and then we transitioned out and we love Texas. Um, but John, why is Texas a whole country? Like it's so far from everything. Uh, you live there, you know why it is. Hey, listen, when I when we told people we were moving to, ne- to Nashville, like multiple people took me out for like a drink or for coffee, like and, and double checking that you're well, okay. Well, it's like, hey, is this the right move? Like oh you're leaving the motherland. You know, Al Qaeda is waiting for you on the oh Arkansas border. They're waiting. And I was like, I think we're going to be all right. Texas people are so bizarre. With They're their, amazing. With their state. They're just proud of their home. Which I guess so. Good for you. Well, Get out of there, Kelsey. Go for it. Go Vols. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting This Hour with Dr. John Deloney and taking your questions at 888-825-5225. It's a free call anywhere in the country. Up next, we have Jamie in San Antonio. Hey, Jamie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? If I needed a dream team to help me, you two are the ones I would pick. We got um, you. We are here we for you, you, Jamie. We are here for yeah. you. What's up? I need you. I have a very simple question and a very messy situation. Um, at what point do I stop investing? Um, kind of what's going on. I'm 45. I'm disabled. And I'm freshly divorced. Um, so I'm on a set income. And I need to start making a budget. And I'm not sure what to do with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring in about 4000 a month but I only spend about 1500 I'm debt free and I have a um, little over $650,000 in brokerage accounts. So um, 600 and what? 50,000. 50. Good for you, Jamie. Okay. Um, this is from the divorce and okay. um, I received probably 90%. He received maybe 10 if that. 
Okay. But I feel like I cannot make any financial mistakes because I cannot go out and get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything goes wrong, I'm, um, I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. Jamie, I want you to do me a huge favor. I want you to take as deep breath as you possibly can, and I want you to hold it for a count of three, okay? Do it. Take it deep in. Hold it. One, two, three. Let it out. Okay. I want you to, I want you to hear me as directly as you can, okay? Financially, you're in great shape. Okay. You're in great shape. I, I can hear the words, but I just can't. I know you can't. I know. But when you get scared in the middle of the night, I want you to hear those words. What happened in your marriage? Um, after 21 years, I found out um, he, yeah, he's, he's been cheating on me for a while. Mm. And, um, he's recently admitted that he has a sex addiction. Uh, so it's been going on with a lot of people, huh? A lot of people. Yeah. Mm. I found I, I found out. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't stay. I couldn't. No. Um, no. 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 And my my kids are broken, and I'm broken. Yeah. And so on paper, it looks so good, and I know that because I've been Dave Ramsey since 2009. Mm. I'm I, better than I deserve, but I um. I'm afraid I'm going to make a bad decision. I'm afraid I'm going to become a shopping addict. Um, I I can't eat my emotions because I've I've had bypass surgery. I cannot drink alcohol. I can't smoke. I I can't. So I'm stuck here having to deal with this. And I'm I'm scared. So I have, back to the question, I have about 2,000 plus extra each month. I have 650000 in brokerage. Can I just take a break? Can I just go on vacation when I want to? Or what do, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jamie, um, how, how recent was all this? Yeah. Um, the divorce was final um, in September. Okay. So okay. my rule of thumb, I, I always tell people is, no big big decisions for six to six months to a year okay that, that, do, sh- that doesn't mean don't go out with your kids you only need to go somewhere oh, and just be together I, I um had some medical issues and i i received we had two homes i received both of them in the divorce i sold the first one and i moved to 16 hours south i okay. had to get away from him okay i mm-hmm. had to move and i have my son with me and my daughter is in college and she will not talk with them she won't and so i'm constantly like yeah. the in between and so i'm covering every bomb that he throws and the kids just don't know what he's doing wrong and so i'm i'm worn out yeah but then i'm also keep thinking at some point i'm going to break and is it going to be a financial bad decision is it going to be what is it and I, have um, you broken before because you keep mentioning this have you have you lost control before no, I think it's a control issue. I can only control my money right now. No, that's not true. That's, hold on, hold on. That's not oh. true. You can't control him, uh-huh. but you can control you. Have you have you had struggled with addiction before? Have you struggled with out of control behavior before? My brother died of addiction last year. Okay. And so I'm very um, aware of 
slip falls and, and I, I get that but is that you yeah because no. i hear a very yeah. strong woman whose entire world just blew up yeah. yeah and and jamie one thing john has said and i've heard you say this before which i feel like is so true right now what i'm hearing from you jamie is that especially when someone walks through a situation where there's been dishonesty broken trust infidelity like anything in that category the the spouse on the other end questions oh my gosh can i trust myself yeah you've lost trust in because you. i feel like i was trusting him and then he comes up living this completely different life how am i am i the crazy one you know like you you start no, that's what he told me for years is i was the crazy one and i made it all up and i was manipulated for that's 10 right. years by him right so he could cover it up yes which is obviously the complete no, opposite I, of what's going on. So, Jamie, all of that, you are sitting here and second-guessing yourself on everything. No, you know, you're second-guessing no. yourself that you're going to have a shopping addiction because your brother struggled with addiction, but you haven't struggled with addiction. You're trusting yourself that I'm going to spend all of this money, $650,000. I don't know if I can trust myself with money. You can't trust yourself with money. You've been doing this stuff since 2009 of how to of how to handle money no. well, right? So I want but, you, again, and I don't even know how to like walk you through that, but I want to give you confidence as a... As a as a long distance friend that's met you for two minutes, tell you, Jimmy, yeah. you can trust yourself more than you're giving yourself credit for. So just hear an outside voice say that because you're questioning every part of your life, which is understandable. Like, hear me yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. Yeah, I, but, at, but for someone on just the outside looking in, I just want to say that truth over you that you can trust yourself. Okay. So I you're ask, not crazy. I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. You like repeat that to yourself. You're not crazy. Um, you were married to a sociopath who put you in extreme danger by having multiple, multiple sex partners you didn't know about and right. destroyed the trust that and, and gaslit you the whole way. So you're not crazy. Now, I'm going to ask you some direct questions. Are you going to blow all $650,000 of this money? No. Okay. Are you going to take care of your kids? Absolutely, every okay. day. Okay. Every second. Are you going to honor and take care of Jamie? I'm trying. Okay. You are. Now, you have to, have to. Priority number one, full stop. You have to get a couple of people in your life okay. that will sit with you and have coffee. Now, that's going to be very difficult because you move 16 hours away, right? Yeah. Whether that's a, a therapist, whether that's a counselor, whether it's a local church, you have to have people with you during this time, and it cannot be your kids. They can't be the person who, the people who prop you up, right? Right. And I would block husband. I would take him out of my phone. Oh, I would cut him off. X. Yep. X. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for catching me on that one. Um, and at some point, because he is such a out of control, dishonest person. He's going to, at some point, try to snake his way back into his kids' lives. And he's I want already, them to have that con He's already started? Yep. Of course he has. Um, I want you to have that conversation with your kids, that they get to walk away from somebody who is a sociopath. Okay? And that's okay. Because like, I keep telling them, like, you know, he's your dad. And Hold on. They, they don't know everything, obviously. How old are they? 19 and 21. Okay. Um... There is a way to tell the truth without telling them that their father is evil, okay? And or there's there's a way, let me even let me rephrase that even more. There's a way to tell them that their fa their father has is is very dishonest, has had a pattern of dishonesty, has not told the truth, put you at extreme risk without saying your dad sucks and he's a terrible person, right? One of that is one of those is just running somebody down. The other is just telling the truth about mm -hmm. what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay?
That's okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna disparage, but we're gonna tell the truth. Okay. All that to say, you gotta get some people in your life. Hang on the line, and we're gonna give you three free months of better help. I want you talking to a counselor before tomorrow is over. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks to everyone in the booth. Thank you, John, for a great hour. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, up next, or up first this hour, we have Stephen in Springfield. Hey, Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, or good afternoon, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How can we help? So I'm kind of in a position, so uh, really just kind of looking for some advice. So my wife was involved in a a car accident about a year, year and a half ago. Oh, gosh, is she okay? Uh, We're... Uh, yeah, she ended up being okay. She had some. Uh, she almost had to have some surgeries and everything, and it, it affected her work. She's a hairstylist, so she works for herself. Um, she had some hand injuries and things like that. So, so we incurred some medical bills and um, some time off work and everything else. Kind of my question is, I've got I've got a list of our payments and what our debts are, and um, we're expecting to get about twenty two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars back in a settlement. Um, from from that accident, and I was just wondering if you guys could could help point me in the right direction, uh, what we should maybe pay off, or if we should put it in our savings account and just sit on it and continue to make our monthly payments like normal, uh, just kind of what the best course of action yeah. you guys thought would be. Yeah, it's a good question. Do you guys have any money in savings right now? Uh, very little. So we actually uh, we have four kids. One of our kids is disabled. So, mm. so you know, it's kind of a, it's a back and forth thing, you know. Okay. Okay. So really nothing in savings. So how much, what's your debt like? Give me like a list of it and the amounts. Yeah. So, um, our house, uh, we owe about 44,600 on our house. Um, we just incurred a new debt, which we bought her, had to buy her a vehicle after the accident. Hers was totaled. Um, that's, we owe 21,000 on it. Uh, we got a pickup that I, that I drive owe 17,000 on it. And then we've got a personal loan for about $2,000. And then somewhere in the the neighborhood of five to fifty five hundred dollars in credit card debt. Oh, Stephen, you're not going to like what we say. That's fine. No, that's what I'm looking for. How much do you guys make a year, Stephen? Uh, about seventy five thousand. Okay. Um. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I say it before you give it to him, Rachel? Let me just say this, Stephen. How'd you find us? Um, I was actually just scrolling through Facebook and and ran across some Dave Ramsey videos and started listening. And how long ago? You know, these, oh, not very. Um, okay, probably probably three months ago, if that. All right, so you are like in the in still like in the uh, the entryway to our our gang, right? Yeah, yeah. You could call it the infancy, I guess. Okay, so <laughs> we're, we're I'll be super gentle and kind. Okay. I want you to begin to transform your language. Okay. From we had to, I had to go take a loan out and buy a, a, a $21,000 car. I have to have a $17,000 truck to, yeah, we, we chose to do that. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be key as Rachel walks through because the other when you when you approach life as reactive, life did this, so I just have to do this. You will stay broke for the rest of your life. Okay. If you say, "Come what may," I will stand firm on a principle: I don't borrow any money outside of a mortgage. Period. Ever and a mortgage only if I got to. Now you're about changing your entire family tree. Okay. Okay. It's about taking ownership. Okay. All right, Rachel. Um, Stephen, how much could you get for the twenty-one, the twenty-one thousand dollar car? Have you Kelly blue booked any of these in your truck? Um, yeah. So my my truck's actually worth about thirty thousand um, in in today's market. Okay. I actually just looked it up the other day and actually had the dealership. The dealership called me the other day offering me thirty thousand just to buy it outright from me. Wow. Um, okay. Not interested. Not at, not interested in doing that. I yeah. mean, well, I guess I could be. Yeah, you're going to. You're going to get real be, interested. You yeah. might be in a second. How about <laughs> the twenty one thousand yeah, dollars? I could definitely be interested in that. Um, and then I think my wife's van. It's probably right at worth right at what we owe on it. Okay. Okay. Um. And did you say you have fifty five hundred dollars in credit card debt or five hundred dollars? Yeah. About fifty five hundred. Okay, and what is the credit card debt? What does that consist of? What, what, what were you What were you guys swiping the credit card for? You know, it, it really. I mean, it was kind of Christmas last year, and then you know, and I listened to to part of the show earlier when you were just talking about Christmas. You're, and you're one really of the twenty five percent, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I was really kind of really hit home. Uh, yeah, and then you know, school clothes and everything else. Okay, okay, so it's just kids. life. Okay. So, uh, one bright side of this, Stephen, to make you be like, okay, you're normal. You're normal. You guys literally are the every American family. You got two car loans. You got some credit card debt. You got a personal loan. And you're just living life. But you probably feel like, Stephen, oh my gosh, we work really hard. And I feel like we're broke. I feel yeah, like we're barely I mean, making by. How, how is that possible? Okay, so that feeling that you're feeling is, is a flag that is raised in your emotions to say like, okay, we're not doing this correctly. So the way you guys have been looking at money, because you called on this show, the way we're going to advise you is a complete 180 of what you're, of how you've been looking at money. And here's the deal too, Stephen, you have to realize, okay, I have to do a 180 because what I've been doing is getting me these results. And I don't want these results. I want something different, which means I, my actions and my thought process have to be completely different now, right? So so what we're going to say is probably going to radically shake you up and you're going to be like, wait, these people are insane. Maybe a little, but we're also not broke. So let and me we just do give these, you the- we, we do these things in our own homes. Yes, okay? let me, yes, we live this stuff out, Stephen. So if I woke up in Stephen's shoes and your wife's shoes, here's what I would do. I'd sell your truck today get the 30,000, go get a $15,000 car. That debt's completely gone. You got a great truck or great car, whatever you have for 15K, you're calling it a day. Uh, I would take the $22,000 that you guys have and I would knock out the personal loan. I would knock out the credit card debt and then I would put anything else that's there. I'm trying to do this quick math. Um, anything else left at the car loan. So you guys will probably have about, I think $15,000 left on the van. And I want you, Stephen, for about a year to, or no, I don't have to be a year. Yeah, maybe a year to work extra. I want you guys to take on extra jobs, either at your primary job. I want you to drive for Uber Eats. I want you to do the most radical stuff to earn extra money and get this van paid off. Because you could look up in one year, Stephen, and your whole life looks completely different. 
But you're yeah, ho- so. But- I actually, I actually just started a, a new, not new job, uh, a new side job. If oh, you will. good. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a career firefighter. That's what I do for a living. Okay. Okay. Just, frankly, there's, there's no money in that. Um, the- oh, sorry. Oh, shoot, Stephen. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We're going into a break, anyways. But, but, but all that to say, this, that's, that's exactly what I would do. What I laid out for you. And it's going to feel different. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be strange. But I'm telling you, Stephen, this $22,000, if you guys get this settlement and you get this cash and you don't change anything, you don't cut up credit cards, you keep living your life, it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. Put it to good use. Put it to good use. And you guys could look up again in a year and be in a completely different position financially. So we're cheering you guys on. Thanks, Stephen. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. If you are a new listener like Steven from last the last segment or an old listener that you've been with us for decades, one of the best things that you can do to help us get the word out about this show and get people the information that they need to help take control of their life and their money is to share the episodes of this show. So whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on podcasts, it's one of the best ways to get the word out. And you guys, I mean, this is, I see this stuff all the time, even from my friends and family, we always will text podcasts that we're loving and all of it. So add it to that group um, and, and those messages that you're sending out anyways, because again, it helps us when it comes to getting hope hope and direction and guidance for people all over their lives or for their entire lives. So that would be a wonderful thing. So again, share the show, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. All right, up next, we have Michael in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. Hey, John. How's it going? Doing great. How can we help? Hey, so I have a clothing business. Uh, I saw used men's clothing on eBay, and I've been doing it for about three and a half years. And recently, my wife uh, was able to quit her W-2 job and join me. And we are currently in baby step six. And so I have have sort of a two-part question here. So I I constantly feel like I'm in this race to increase my income with this business and and whatever else it is in life. And um, with that, my wife and I are considering pausing, investing for three months and sort of cutting out some unnecessary spending uh, to use that money to put back into the business and grow its revenue quicker and, and hopes that our goal being to pay off our house within three years from now. And I was just curious if there's anything wrong with doing something like that. You know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I mean, it's just, I know it's just three months on one end where you're like, we're just pausing for three months. It's not that big of a deal. And then I would look at, I'm not saying on the other end and say, well, it's just three months. It's not that big of a deal. Like either way. Right. So meaning I would, I wouldn't pause it because I don't think three months is going to completely change, change your life and change your numbers that drastically. Well, my bigger concern is y'all running your business out of your checking account. Well, what's that, John? My bigger concern is you're running your business out of your checking account. Oh, no, sir. We, we have a business account. We have a, and then our personal checking accounts. 
But you're talking about investing. You're like retirement investing is what you're talking about. Pausing for three months. Correct. Correct. Yes. Which is on the personal end. I think is what John's saying. Like that. That should be money that you guys are using out of a income that you're paying yourselves. That's where the retirement investing comes from. So you're saying to pay yourself less. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So just basically take home less a month. Basically take home what we need to to survive and and still enjoy life a little. Yeah. Um, But and then use the extra money to increase the business. Yeah, I hear you, and I just don't think I would, Michael. I think it sets a precedent that. If we feel like we want to grow really quickly, we're going to just pause and pull back. I mean, I feel like you guys, you don't you don't have to do any of that. You're not on fire, right? Like, I mean, like if, if you guys were about to lose your house or something, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I cut everything. Or even if, and, I'll go this far. If you told me, hey, we've gotten real close in six months, we're going to have our house paid off. If we pause investing, I would say go knock your house out. Like, go go get it. Go get that thing done because you'll be able to catch back up with your like you're not going to miss that because your house payment can then go to fund your. T- so knock that out. This, Rachel, I like what you just said. This feels like we're always going to have this in the back of our head that we can borrow from ourselves. Now, if you wanted to pay yourself less in salary, that's a very common thing, like in, in your draw from your, your business. But I would want your giving and I want your investments to still be rolling with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess part of that question, the first part of that was like, does that, whenever the house is paid off, and this is sort of my thoughts, like whenever the house is paid off, I'm just curious, does that feeling that I have of like, of just, you know, feeling like you need to increase your income and need more, does that sort of go away once you have all of those expenses like out of your life that are recruiting, that are debt related? Not necessarily, because I feel like that feeling, Michael, I can speak from personal experience, is more of an emotion than a fact. Like, I think you guys are go-getters. I think you've started something that's amazing. I mean, how much are you making a year with this clothing company? Uh, Right now, 13000 a month, 150 k a year. Okay. So yeah, so you guys, I mean, you're doing great. You're, I mean, you, you've created something out of nothing and you're doing an incredible job. And so I think that there's a natural bent possibly to you, Michael, I could just be making this up, where you kind of are hustle and I want to do the next thing kind of bigger, better. We want to pause retirement for three months because we want to throw more at the business. So we can, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a go-getter, right? You're very proactive. But I think with that same spirit, and again, I'm saying this to myself, it can be like, okay, well, once we get to here, everything's going to be fine. But you're going to get there, Michael. The house is going to be paid off. You guys are going to be, you could double your business and it's going to feel amazing. And then in about five months, you're going to be like, okay, okay, let's go to the next goal. And, and you just keep pushing yourself. And not that goal setting and all of that is bad, but I do think there's a contentment piece emotionally that's really important in this. And I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking, but yes, I think yeah, the weight exactly the weight of not yeah, the weight of not owing anyone anything and this freedom is definitely there. But there's still a rat race inside of all of us that think and believe if I could just make a million right, if I could make 500 million or 500 million, actually that would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I would take 500 we million. $500,000. We'd be totally fine. We'd be set. We'd be fine. And then you get there and you live in it and then you're thinking yeah, whatever, however much money you make, yeah. you go with you, right? Yep. Um, here, here's right. what I would tell you. Here's how my wife and I have had to adjust our life. There was a, for us, paying off our house was a massive exhale, okay? And as Rachel said, then the old demons about, well, you got to have this and you're not enough for this. And So here was the important question we asked ourselves that changed. And I'll tell you how it changed. It didn't change my 
go get attitude. I love working. I just love. Yes, that's I, always going to be. I there. like yeah. to pursue. I like figuring things out. I really like solving problems for people. You probably like making money, but you also probably like helping people get nice clothes at a good deal, right? And you like finding deals. Right. So after we stopped running for our lives, meaning we didn't owe anybody anything, my wife and I asked a question what kind of life do we want to have and what do we want that life to feel like? Not like, what do we want? Well, we want another house and more cars. That's not what we asked. When you walk in the door, John, what do you want this house to feel like? Hey, my wife, when you walk in the door, what do you want the house to feel like? And what must be true for that to happen? And what that did right. is it, I'm still as ambitious and busy as ever, but I'm ambitious and busy about different things. And in a weird way that I wish I had learned 20 years ago, financially we're doing better going after things that make our lives more whole than I did just running around like a maniac trying to not be on fire anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's sort of where this question arose from. We had a talk a couple of days ago, and I was sort of like, where do we want to be in three to five years from now? Mind you, we're 25 and 24, so right. we're just trying to get yeah, yeah. ready for our whole lives. And so we're like, well, we want kids in a few years and whatever, so we sort of wanted to just have this goal of paying off the house early before we have kids and get that out of the way. So we sort of have this freedom to do things yes. that we not, wouldn't necessarily have. And I think that's sort of what you're saying. But listen, so just, I want I want you to ask a different question because everybody okay. asked the question, where do you want to be in three to five years? You know, five years ago, how different the world was? Three Way years ago, how different the world was, right? So we can't control what happens in the world. One iota, zero. But I can control what I want my house to feel like when I walk in the door. And when I walk in and it's COVID, when I walk in and I'm a professor, when I walk in, I'm a dean of students, so I walk in and, and I'm a YouTuber, I can decide through the world we've created what that's going to feel like. You see right. what I'm saying? So you go out five years. What do you want this house to feel like? I want there to be a kid and I'm pregnant with kid number two and you're laughing and... X and Y and Z. All right, what has to be true? Well, for me to walk home laughing, I can't owe anybody any money. For me to walk home laughing, we have to have like um, somebody else cutting the grass for once. You see what I'm saying? We're going to reverse engineer how we want this thing to feel. Who we want to be. Right. Not like, how much money are we going to have? What kind of car? Because mm -hmm. you'll start cutting corners to get that money. You'll start cutting corners to get that new car. And all of a sudden, you're going to end up with a hectic, chaotic life in a bunch of toys. Or you've gone on a nice vacation, or you have a pool, and y'all are still the same hustling, exhausted people. Yep, and, and so, I think you guys are experiencing some wins really early in life, which is amazing. And I think what can happen is that feeling can be so addictive where you're like, oh my gosh, we got to get the next and the next and the next and the next. And what John's saying, too, is there's depth in all of that. And you can do the same action, but your motivation is different. So check that motivation and you and your wife sit down and, and have that conversation because it's a good one to have. Thanks, Michael, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney and our Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly is one place that brings together a nationwide family of locally operated providers to help you take care of repairs, routine maintenance, and home improvement improvements. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey today to get started on your search. All right. Today's question comes from Adrienne in Georgia. Adrienne writes, 
My fiance and I are in our 70s. Ah, a girl, Adrian. <laughs> I love it. And planning on marrying in the next six months. Dude, yes. We're going we're gonna to end up at the end with no tread left on the tires. Good for you. <laughs> I've heard your advice on always combining finances as a married couple. However, I'm not sure if that's a reasonable path when both parties have children from previous marriages. What's the best approach here? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Yes. Yeah, because you know they're yes, you guys as a as an entity as a married couple, you're going to be dealing with finances together. You're going to be doing paying household bills, like working as a team on all of that. But it always raises an interesting point when there are grown children involved from previous families, and you know, do, do you suddenly combine the family just because you got married in your seventies and everyone's equal? All of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like all of that and. Yeah, and I lean towards keeping it separate still. Okay. At this at this stage of life, I mean, in my head, I'm like, like your 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 immediate family before this marriage was pretty much done. I mean, like you're grown kids, you've done you've your job. You've made your life. This yes. is something different. That's right, exactly. This is somebody like, yes. let's just are we gonna let's just party until the wheels fall off. Like, let's do this together. Right, right. I right, love that. right. So I'm all about combining your incomes at this point, seeing yourselves as one, because you guys could still have 20 great years, 20 more right? Years. Yeah. That's right. So as much as a team aspect that you can do, I mean, all of my advice would be the same, but I would say things like estate planning, wills, stuff with grown kids. If you want to keep all of that more separate and his money that he brought into the marriage maybe is is divvied up among his kids. I don't know. Like, Well, this is one of the very few times, and again, this this matters a lot. If they neither of them have anything... It doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Um, but if e either of you or both of you have any sort of um, wealth or an estate, this is one of the rare times when I would be okay, not only okay, but I would recommend a prenup. And here's why. You're not protecting each other. You're protecting the, the your husband or wife, if one of you passes away, from cousins and kids coming out of the woods that is going to take stuff from you. So it might be that I don't, I don't want... If, um, Rachel, if you and I were married and I died, I don't want my kids suing. Like, I don't want mm -hmm. that mess. Yeah. So I want both sides to be protected here. But I do think for the sake of your marriage, whatever money, Social Security coming here, dividends coming here, I think this should go in the same pot. Yes, and we're going to yes. make married decisions about bills. We're not just going to be roommates for the next 20 years. Right, right. We're going to be married. So yep. let's do it. Let's, let's do it right. Absolutely. Do yeah. Right. And that's not just from the technical aspect and the logistics side of it. But there's also an emotional part of this. I mean, Andrea, like when you really do see yourself as one, and this is if you're 70 and getting married or 27 and getting married, there's an emotional connection there that's really beautiful. And I don't want you guys missing out on that, even for the 20 years maybe you guys have together um, in the in the you know vein of like, well, we're just adults now and we you know we've done this all ourselves, so we're gonna just keep it separate. I think you guys miss a level of intimacy and connection if you don't combine what, yes, the income that's coming in now or social security, all of that, like your your life livelihood and your day-to-day um, -day life, combine all of that financially and work as a team. And just for just just for like a different picture of this, um, my wife and I have been married for 21 years. It feels like a thousand years we've been married, <laughs> both good and bad. There's a chance they are married that long. Mm -hmm. Or or maybe a little bit long, right? That's a long time. Yes. So let's do this. Let's do it. Let's. We're married. We're going to be married. We're going to be all in. Both feet in the boat. We're not just going to have yep. one foot on land and one foot in the water. It's good. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Lynn in Minneapolis. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the show. 
Oh, thank you, Rachel and John. I'm so I'm so grateful for your wisdom and can surely use some direction in our dilemma here. Oh, well, thank you, Lynn. How can we help? Well, we need to know how to leave a cabin in our will to our kids without causing resentment and issues. Okay. Tell me about the resentment that you think will emerge if you give them a cool gift like a cabin. <laughs> well, uh, they would be getting our house as well. We own our house, we own our two cars, and we own our cabin. And um, we are currently retired. And one of our children, uh, they're both in their 30s, they're adult kids. Uh, one has a family and has a really, really good job. And the other one is uh, coming out of prodigal stage and um, is on really good track and is uh, at the university getting a degree, um, finishing a degree in cybersecurity. So, and he's really good at computers and tech stuff. So we're hoping the best for him at this point. But um, traditionally, he doesn't have money. And the cabin costs about 25 to 30 grand a year just to sit there. And it's not a, mat, a fancy cabin. It was built in 58. But between property taxes and utilities, um, it costs about 25 to 30 grand a year. Mm-hmm. So if this is given to them, and now all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> generally costs would be split. And they would probably split a calendar on it as far as when they would use it and stuff like that. Um, you know, the one without the money is, is uh, I don't know, maybe the one with the money is going to be left holding the bag to pay for things. Right. And the one without the money. Right. I mean, I, I can just see this whole thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lynn, do they both want the cabin? Oh, yes. They do. Okay. So it is like it's a... The fam- it's the family jewel. Yes. Okay. Okay. It, now the one that combative. now the one that doesn't have the money, he's not going to not have money forever. Correct. Right. But but that's been his life so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At that point, this doesn't become a gift; it becomes a burden. Um, right. To the point that you just like he can't afford to be able to participate in something because you guys aren't leaving a million dollar fund to be able to pull from to keep up the cabin right they're going to be expected to pay this thirty thousand dollars a year to maintain the cabin and so it'd be like any other asset i think as an adult that if i can't pay for this out of my own pocket and help keep this afloat i can't afford it and so i know that's really harsh i know it's really harsh because of the situation and and it's a family you know part but what ends up probably going to have to happen is uh, I would I would still keep it 50-50 and then I, I would communicate all of this. But the older son, there's probably a reality that he's going to have to buy out the other half of the brother right. because the other yep. brother can't maintain that. Now, if he now in, in five years, Lynn, he could right be able to help pay yeah. $10,000, $15,000 well, a year. At this point, uh, our estate is probably worth around $5 million. So at this point, he would be getting half of that. So he, he could... He would have it, some money I to suppose. be able to operate it. Right. right. Is, is, what about the right. possibility of putting it into a trust and then putting some sort of 
um, creating a fund that would pay for this thing for a decade? Oh, I love that. The word, the, the language I would use would be an endowment. It wouldn't really be like that, but it would be an investment fund that was designed to pay for this thing for X number of years. The other thing would be okay. this. What if you left yeah. it to your oldest son and said, in the will, it is our expectation that you share this with your brother? Yeah. And he'll, well, pay then that for means- the, he'll pay for the upkeep. He'll pay for the stuff. And the asset stays in his family, of course. And so that becomes like, well, I want to split it whenever we sell it. And I don't want uncle, Sue, and nephew kind of thing. But yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I don't know. I, I just hate to put somebody in a position where the whole, I've got to put fight. A brother's got to fight a brother because of a gift. Right. I'd rather an uncomfortable right. conversation up front. Hey, we're going to give this to your brother. The expectation is you'll be able to use it whenever uh, y'all will navigate that. Yes, but if he gets that full asset, then he is still technically owed part that money, right? The brother will have to buy him out. Well, we have a break. This is The Ramsey Show. It's way too easy to put off making a will. And believe me, I've heard every excuse in the book. But not having the time is one excuse we can kick to the curb right now. Because these days, most folks can make a legally binding will on their laptop between loads of laundry. If you're wondering if you can make your will online or if you need a lawyer, we have a quiz to help you figure that out in less than five minutes. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash wills quiz. RamseySolutions.com slash wills quiz. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls and your questions about your life and your money. With the giving season upon us, we do a giving show every single year, and it's coming up here in a few weeks. And so we want to hear stories from you and how you have given generously this season. So maybe you tipped a waiter or waitress, you know, a hundred bucks, or maybe you bought a Thanksgiving dinner for a family that couldn't afford it, whatever the creative ways that you have been giving this season, we would love to hear about that and that story of how it's changed you, how it changed the lives of the people that you are giving to. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com slash ask and put giving in the subject line, we want to hear your story. We do this every year around this time. And this show is going to be on December 18th. So start sending in your stories today because we are all about living like no one else. So later you can live and give like no one else. Giving and generosity is a huge part of our message and we love to celebrate that. So again, December 18th is our giving show. We want to hear from you. RamseySolutions.com slash ask and put giving in the subject line. Can I say something real quick about that? That we do not tell giving stories so that we pat you on the back for giving. I think the giving stories are super impactful and I've learned from them. It gives me a picture of what giving looks like in the wild and it gives me ideas mm-hmm. because I don't, it, it might never have occurred to you to tip, tip, you tip somebody $500 and they start to weep, like never even occurred to me. To, oh, I'm going to try that. Right. You just walked into a Walmart and saw um, a mom with a thing full of groceries and you just stuck your ATM card in her thing and paid for it. It never occurred. So this is putting a like 20 different pictures of what generosity looks like in the minds of millions of people. So this thing spreads all over the place. This is not about patting each other on the back, being like, oh, way to go, dude. No, no, but it also is like, 
good for the soul. Like it's the, so good for like, the soul. Like when there's, you, there when is you, good people yes, out there. Yes, when you just watch the news all day and you start to like get in this belief system that everyone's crazy and we're all, you know. And, and that is the funny thing. I'm like, we travel around to events and, you know, we're, we meet people here in the lobby all the time. And I'm like, there's just great people out in the world, you guys, and doing amazing things. And when we can highlight that and encourage you, uh, that's what we want to do. So it's a great point, John. All right, up next, we have Chrissy in Cincinnati. Hey, Chrissy, welcome to the show. Is this real life? <gasps> no. It's You're real. dreaming, Chrissy. I this is not real. <laughs> feel like I am dreaming. Is oh this my gosh, just I'm fantasy? So right now. Um, oh, okay. we're so, glad you called. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, I cannot thank you both enough for everything that you guys do. Um, and... Um, Dr. John Deloney, oh my gosh, like mm. my my go-to for how to make it through the day. I've listened to every one of your podcasts probably 75,000 different times. Oh, I, you, I haven't I even listened to them at now. all, so good. For, that's awesome. Thank well, you, you know, so much. Me, your mom, and the other original 17. Yeah, dude. You guys going. Awesome. Um, so what's up? But So uh, my question today is um, I'm looking for, excuse me, um, Take a I'm big hey, do me a favor. A Take a big, to... big, deep breath, Chrissy, and hold uh, it for a count of three: one, two, and then let it out. <sighs> okay, that's better. <laughs> Neither um, me and Rachel can drive oh, very well, but you're safe. You're safe with us. What's up? Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so um, my husband and I were um, trying to get pregnant for quite a while, and. Um, we couldn't afford the IVF stuff, so we just kept trying. And I had a plethora of different procedures over the last couple of years, um, including have a couple, having a couple of surgeries to have tumors removed. Um, and then in April of this year, I was scheduled for one last surgery to have what we thought was going to be the last of these tumors removed. And that surgery ended up being a complete hysterectomy. Oh, um, see, I'm so sorry. Cleveland Clinic, as well as several of the local renowned hospitals here in Cincinnati um, have given me a diagnosis of primary peritoneal serous tumors. And um, basically all the organs they took out were riddled with cancer and it has invaded my peritoneum. And um, there's, there's things they can do to help, but nothing they can do to really make it go away. Um, And so um, I am really just trying to figure out a way to deal with this while um, still being a parent to an 18-year-old and being a wife and um, while while still trying to manage our family's finances because um, treatment is very much not something that is in our budget right now. And it's, um, it's a kind of, it's a, um, it's a kind of scary, scary thing to know that um, I, I, I can't afford the treatments to be better and, um, I just, I, I kind of don't know what to do. And I feel like I am at my wit's end day in and day out. And um, I feel like it is affecting my ability to be a good mom to my 18 year old and um, to be a good wife to my husband and um, grieving the fact that we're not going to, my husband and I are not going to have a child together. And, um, and also just kind of, um, you know, I'm only 37 and mm. I am very much not ready to die. Um, mm. but this feels like I've been given a, um, like a life sentence and I just, I don't know where to go. Yeah. Will you do me a huge favor? Number one, well, number one, thanks yeah. for being brave and laying it all out there. 
I want you to take both of your hands. I want you to squeeze them as tight as you can for a count of three, okay? Where it's almost uncomfortable. Squeeze them as tight as you can. One, two, three. Open them up and open them wide, okay? Usually when people do that, their shoulders drop too. Yeah, they did. Okay, this is a posture. This is the posture you're entering into the next phase of your life. Through your attempts to get pregnant, through your attempts to um, wrangle an 18-year-old, is this a relatively new marriage for both of you? Uh, We've been together six years, but we've been married for just over two. Okay. You have a picture of what a quote-unquote perfect wife is. Your grip on your life has gotten tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And what you found out in a gnarly, ugly, scary, I wish you were here so Rachel and I could could hug you and let you see that we love you and care about you, that we really don't control much of anything. Okay? Right. All of those questions you, riddled, you rattled off, I don't know about the money, I don't know about being a mom, I'm being a terrible this, I'm not good enough for that. Let that go. Okay? Yeah. Does your husband love you? Very much so. Would he go to hell and back for you? He has a couple of times. I know. Yeah. He, he'll yeah. continue to. Does that 18-year-old love you? She does. <laughs> I know 18-year-olds sometimes don't know how to say it just right, but does she? <laughs> she does. She, okay. She's pretty good at it. So what you have is two people, plus you, holding hands, looking at this life that we wanted so bad that doesn't exist anymore. It's ash. And the path before us is, A, above all other things, we're going to fight and we're going to do what we can to stay healthy. Okay? Yeah. The second thing is, we're going to be really clear with each other how we feel, how we're doing, how are you, how can I love you today, how can you love me today. We're going to practice that new way of doing life together because we're not guaranteed anything other than right this Yeah. Hey, Chrissy, did they give you, um, I'm not familiar with that type of, that type of cancer. Did they give you a time frame at all? No, no, they haven't. Um, they, you know, they wanted to do more scans. They wanted okay. to do um, some different kinds of treatment. Okay. But, um, so I do not have health insurance, and the the scan was like, I mean, it was like a fifteen thousand dollars scan. So that was okay. supposed to happen a couple of months ago, and just hasn't yet. Okay. Okay. I want you to sit down with a hospital social worker and I want you to ask for, is there any sort of indigent care or yes. support care for people yeah. who don't have because, insurance? They'll point you in direction. Because on life and death, stuff like this, Chrissy, do what you have to do, right? right? You can worry about the money later. I know it's stressful, but I want you to do what you can to fight for your life. So hear us say that. And I'm you, so sorry. You and your husband spend some time creating. What's this week going to look like? We're going to take this week by week for the yeah. next year. Okay. Thanks for the call, Chrissy. We're so proud of you. Thanks to everyone in the booth, John, for a great hour. Thank you, America, for listening. And remember to take control of your money and create a life you love. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney, and we are answering your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country 
at 888-825-5225. Talking about your life, your money, your relationships, your career, anything and everything, give us a call. We're going to start off this hour with Maria in Denver. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How can we help? Um, I just had a couple of questions. Um, So I'm doing a career change from law enforcement to medicine. Um, All right. Yeah. So I am big. It's a big change. Um, Uh I started working right at 21. Um, So I was, I'm 23 now and I decided to make the change in the middle of last year. Um, So I'm currently working as an office manager um, in a medical setting, trying to get my clinical hours, you know, working on what I need to do to apply to med school. Um, I am in debt from my undergrad um, and then as well as like a car, a car payment and um, some credit cards and I'm attacking it, but I don't know if my plan of attack is the most stable or sound. Okay. Um, how much, how much do you owe on all those debts? Will you list them out with the numbers? Um, so total is about 48, um, credit cards is 10 car is a little over 15 and then the rest is student loans. Okay. Um, so for the credit cards, it was a move. I took out a card and then just moved. Um, I know it's not super, super smart, but, um, for that, I'm currently putting a little over 500, close to 600 every month towards that um, to try to just get it paid down and be really aggressive. Um, my loans are on the safe plan right now, so they're deferred. And then my car payment is about $300 a month. Okay. How much are you making a year considering you're doing all this 30. schooling and everything? Yeah, I make 37 now. I consider doing a switch. Um, but I take my exams and everything for med, the med school admission stuff in July. Okay. And how much after so, all of that will you owe? Um, so I've already paid for my exams. So I don't really have to worry about, you know, still paying on those. Um, okay. For the actual med school application cycles, I don't have numbers yet because I'm, again, I'm still working on my prerequisites and the exams and, everything to even try to do like do, do you know what what, what it's going to cost you going forward um off the top of my head i'm gonna assume um two thousand twenty five hundred is just kind of a, a guess an estimated guess for applications secondaries all that kind of stuff okay all right maria do you have any money saved i have 200 in an ira dollars okay um I don't have an emergency fund right now. Okay. Okay. What happened at your police job? It sounds um, like you just said, I'm, I, I literally, I'm done. Yeah. So I was, my caseload was massive um, for me by myself. Again, I was like 21. Sure. Um, I thought that was something I had wanted to do. Everyone told me, you know, this is something that'll be really good. You'll, you'll have a job. It'll be stable, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't making too much more than what I'm making now. And the stress was through the roof. Um, yeah. My caseload was, again, huge. So okay. I, I was 
I realized very quickly, I don't think I want to do this forever. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give you an analogy that's not going to be apples to apples. And then Rachel's going to walk you through this. Um, I think this is, and again, I'm telling you this as someone A, who loves you and B, who has sat with countless college students. And I've been, I was a graduate school professor, so I've been in your world. Okay. okay. Um, you made a very, very quick decision. And yeah. here's the here's the analogy. Again, it doesn't hold, it's not watertight, but it's close. You were driving a car that you didn't like. You were like, I want to drive such and such car. And you got it, and you're like, I don't like this car. And you just pulled over on the side of the road, and you said, I want a Mercedes. And you just started walking yeah. to a Mercedes dealership. And I'm not saying you should have stayed in your job. We're desperate need of extraordinary law enforcement officials, but also are professionals, but also know it's a, that's a demanding, brutal job. I grew up in that home. Those are my friends. I get it. So I'm not saying that's the thing to do, but I'm also saying, man, it sounds like you are not in a place financially to swan dive into med school, which will be one of the most, if not the most challenging academic endeavor a person can enter into. It's, it's yeah. tough. So Rachel can help you pull apart the numbers, but you're in a bigger mess, I think, than you think you are. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, Maria, with your timeline, I want I want what you've done so far to be credible in the future, but I can't in good conscience tell you to continue down this path and go into med school eventually with money you don't, you don't have while you're owing all of this. And so uh -huh. what I, how old are you? 23. Okay. And luckily, my I'm planning to actually do the applications and stuff in two to three years. So that's not something I'm wanting to do like tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'm okay. So what what's your plan for the two to three years in the meantime? Okay. Yeah, just kind of pay off what I can. Okay. Prereqs. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's a good plan. Okay. Could that's you consider going to nursing school for two years and making exceptional money and really digging your I mean, building yourself a pretty remarkable foundation and then deciding. Because I don't, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to go through all of this, go get all the prereqs, and then go through three weeks of med school and be like, oh, this sucks too. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's some things you can do, and especially with your age, I mean, the, your age is on your side, right? Like you have the time. Big time. Um, to be able to slow walk this. Because Maria, I think one of the best places you could be mentally is entering to something, to John's point, med school, which is one of the most stressful <laughs> environments I could only imagine that someone walks through where I would say, what if you went and got a job somewhere and you made 60 grand, you paid off the credit card first, which is what I would do. The 10,000, I would pay off the smallest amount of debt to the largest. So I would pay your $300 minimum payment on your car, like you said, but I would be throwing that extra 600 more at the credit card, cut it up, get rid of it, pay it mm -hmm. off, work to pay off the uh, the car loan next, and then your student loans. And you work your way down. That's $48,000. And if you can do that, pay that off and live like like you're in college, Maria, like you're 23. So live on nothing. Try to find a great job. Hopefully, maybe in the medical profession. If not, like something else, right? Do, doing something. Because I just think if you can enter in to med school and make those decisions in two to three years without any debt having some uh -huh. savings, three to six months of expenses saved in the bank, and then start making financial, making these career altering decisions and financial decisions from that place, from a financial aspect, it is way less stressful than trying to juggle all of this. So 
So yeah, if there's a couple things you need to finish up here in the next few months, you can do that. But then I would pause. I would go find a job. I would. That pays well. Pay this debt off. Pay this debt off and then reevaluate med school, Maria, which I know is probably not the answer you want, but I think that's the best one. This is The Ramsey Show. Knowing your purpose is the key to escape your meaningless nine to five job, increasing your income and finding work you actually love. That's why I created the Get Clear Career Assessment. You'll discover your top talents, passions, and mission, and then job opportunities that you'll be a great fit for. You'll get clear on what you were born to do. The truth is nothing's going to change until you take action. Order your Get Clear Career Assessment at RamseySolutions.com slash get clear. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We're answering your calls. And up next, we have Felicia in Waco, Texas. Hey, Felicia. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing great. How can we help? So um, last year, I had a property that was my primary residence. Me and my husband bought uh, solar through ADT and a partnership program. And they promised us that (laughs) we would roughly get 13, almost $14,000 on our uh, federal tax return. I bet they did. Oh, they sure did. And that we get the returns, we pay it, and our payment stays down to uh, 187 some odd change. And so tax season rolls around, we file. um, Come to find out you don't get that money, you get a percentage and I believe we got like it was either just under or just over two grand by like a hundred bucks so clearly we did not have almost fourteen thousand dollars um to uh pay the um deferred portion and so now our payment will be going up it's either this month or next month that it takes effect and I called the company and I talked to them and um, I told them, you know, what the heck, you guys said we would get this, you made promises you can't uh, keep. Um, like, wh- I don't know what to do. I don't have $14,000 to just be like, here you go, keep my payments low. Yeah, well, what did they say? Um, they... Um, they were rude, yeah. uh, to say it nicely, and basically were like, well, you know, blah, 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 it's your fault. It kind of boiled down to, it's my fault, I'm uneducated, and um, I did blatantly get called an idiot. Oh, and I sound you, like a wonderful any, uh, people. Do you have any of this communication in writing? Is it part of I a have, contract you signed or any email or text message communication? I have the contracts which state that you get um, whatever that percentage, which amounted to that almost 14000 that we would get it in returns, which we um, were allowed to then apply to our overall loan to keep the payment low from that deferred portion. However, once I told them, hey, by the way, we don't get that. That's not how that works. They were like, basically, sucks to suck, and then told me I was an idiot. Well, so if you, well, so there's two different things here, three different things here. One, don't conflate legal matters with business matters with idiots. 
Okay. You right. you you're in a business relationship with them, with jerks. Let me say mm-hmm. jerks instead of idiots. You're in a business relationship with them. So let's put your emotional side. They called you an idiot. Like you know I'm never gonna do business with them again. I will never recommend them. Right. I'm gonna call the better business bureau, whatever. Cool. Let's put that over here. Okay. That's oh, when our emotional yeah. side gets gets um fired up and we do things that we wouldn't possibly otherwise do, or we say things that aren't really us because we're fired up. Let's put that over here. If you're holding right. a contract that says, based on percentage X, you're going to get $14,000 back that you're going to apply to the principal, it's going to keep your payment low, then they have an obligation to meet the, the um, terms of the contract. If they don't, okay. you have two choices. You can walk away or you can sue them. Okay. That's the point of a contract. My guess is it's going to be in the middle somewhere. That basically the language is closer to unless unless they put the number fourteen grand, they're going to say no, no, no. You get a percentage up to possibly including something like that. You may be entitled to up to something like that. And then when they actually did the calculations, it was two thousand, not fourteen. And so their salesman, well, I- which are unscrupulous, said told you the highest possible return you can make up to five million dollars. <laughs> Most of our people make fifty dollars, but you could make up. You see what I'm saying? Right. How much how much do you guys so, owe on these? Um it's somewhere in the forties. When we did our taxes, it says in our tax paperwork it says it, it shows that full thirteen, almost fourteen thousand, and we get a percentage of that so that's the percentage of the total loan, and then we get a percentage of that fourteen thousand yearly as long apparently as long as we own the house but it's within your payments uh, that it just lowers it right like when we file every year we can get a percentage of that um 13 whatever thousand did you take let me say this um, did you take the your, contract to your tax attorney yes and they said i'm sorry this is what you're entitled to he told us because we don't owe taxes, like we get lower returns. It, basically, because essentially we're too good with our money, we don't get to get the money up front from the government. You're not getting a big tax return, you mean? Correct. Okay. On the back end, they don't give. They don't send you a big return. Okay. Sounds like one of two things: either they ripped you off. And you need to have an attorney look at the contract. My gut tells me they painted you a very, very, very rosy picture of a possibility that did not come true and probably almost never comes true, but came true once or twice so that they could tell everybody that this is what happens. And you entered into a deal with the devil. You took out a debt payment and... Now it's come back to bite you. And I think I... Very hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. My gut tells me at the end of this, y'all are going to have to figure out how to pay this thing off. Right. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of my fear, Felicia, that... And it sucks. We call it stupid tax around here of doing something. Just hurts. And you just think, that was so dumb. Yeah. But there's no there's no way out, right? Because I don't think with solar panels you can like right. dismantle them and resell them right. on a different market or something, right? Like I think with a lot of these 
when we and we get this call a lot with oh my gosh we want to put solar panels on because it's going to save x y and z you know like this has kind of been part of right we've heard this discussion a lot or not a lot enough that mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day it never ends up financially being a smart move and so i hate to say it felicia i feel like you may you guys just May fell, fleeced fell, and you fell, fell for, for it, a yeah. great sales pitch and then as as the numbers came in and it and it laid out in front of you the facts it's just not it's not the picture they painted like to what john said but again if there's more legal issues and, and again getting a good attorney on your side just to look over some of it i mean if there if there mm-hmm. is a case there and you guys want to pursue legal action because you do feel like we were lied to in a contract that's one thing but having somebody that from a legal standpoint be able to go through it with a fine tooth comb and if they and if they deliver the news which i'm i'm i i'm believing probably will be true is that it's like yeah y'all signed up for this the the return is not what they said it's going to be but the way the language speaks there's something you can really do about it yeah. and you're kind of stuck with a bad financial decision felicia which hurts yeah so bad and it sucks and yeah, it sucks, i wish we had so. better news for you and by the way rachel i'm a huge yeah i live out in the woods i'm a huge fan of solar solar panels but i'm not going to be under any illusion that i'm doing it to save money or that it's somehow a different alternative investment to right and to go and go into debt Absolutely for it, not. right right because like, that's right. the big thing is people get caught up in this idea Oh, it's going to save here and all of this. And yeah, if we take out this loan, I mean, it's a little bit of kind of how Felicia painted it. I'm like, I feel like I've heard that verbiage, that language, that idea around this specific thing, solar panels. And we you, got, you got to just run the numbers, right? Yeah, I'm not saying they're, they're bad necessarily, but I think a lot of people justify debt to go into them. And that's usually what we see on the show. It's very similar with student loans. If you do this, there's a right. government program for this. And then this other thing. Anytime somebody says, hey, there's... The federal government's going to dot, 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 <laughs> just stop yeah. and say, I want to see this in writing because I don't believe you. Yeah. We'll start there. Oh, sorry, Felicia. Hate Wish we you. had better news. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, I know a lot of you would rather watch paint dry in slow motion than file your taxes. But thankfully, you don't have to dread filing when you've got Ramsey Smart Tax. It comes packed with everything you need to file online before the big deadline. That means all major federal forms and deductions are covered with no hidden fees. Plus, with Ramsey Smart Tax, you can save up to 70% compared to other tax software out there. It's a no-brainer. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax and see how simple tax filing can be. That's RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. Hey, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Rachel, I want to talk about our first ever illustrated kids book, which I love it. My daughter loves it. It's the perfect gift for parents who don't want to spend a jillion dollars, but want to get their kids something beautiful and something with a positive message. Tell me about it. Thanks, John. Yes, it's called I'm Glad for What I Have. And it is beautiful. The illustrations are just so cute. And here's the deal with our kids. One thing I want to teach my kids is it's okay to have stuff. Stuff is not bad. But if your motivation to have stuff is to keep joy and happiness going, you're going to be very disappointed in life. And so contentment is such a powerful principle in our lives and for our kids. And I have an eight, six, and four-year-old. And our four-year-old said a few months ago, is the Amazon guy coming today, mom? And I was like, oh my gosh, I created <laughs> these like little monsters. And so I just thought y'all have to you you have to get this and understand it. But also, John, like what's funny, and you know this about parenting, most parents do. 
I can I can say it and and read the book and all of it, but my actions and how I live life and how I interact with money speak way louder. So the message, yes, is for the kids, but I also wrote it for the parents that at the end of the book that there's truth that you can say, okay, I can settle into something so much greater than me and it's not stuff. So it is called I'm Glad for What I Have. So this Christmas, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten more DMs. I've gotten lots of parents that bought it. So thank you, parents. So many grandparents. Yes. Lots of grandparents are buying it for the grandkids. So uh, well, and I think if you're grandparents and you grew up in an era when you didn't have a lot, you know that you can survive with, you know, like, it. what are we doing? And then finally a beautiful message comes out in a cool book. That's like, Hey, y'all are going to be good. So yeah. that book, along with the 2024 Ramsey goal planner, which is a planner that Rachel, me and our great friend, Jade Warshaw work together to help you line up your faith, your relationships and finances through month- monthly teachings. For those of you, like my wife is still an OG like likes to have a planner in her hand that she can write in with this awesome piece of ancient technology called a pen or a pencil. Um, the Rachel Cruz wallet. Thank God, Rachel, it's finally a Navy. I know. So many colors. The Navy's out. It's but I, I haven't been able to breathe until the Navy went out. So that's in our friend George well Camel's tonight. first um, foray into the book world, Breaking Free from Broke. You can still pre-order it. He actually is not just an Instagram hero. He uses real data. He doesn't just make up stuff like most of the people on the internet do these days. And he tackles everything from credit card schemes to investing Look traps. Look at him. Look at him on that cover. And mortgage myths. He's I just, know. He's just pushing just, away the lies. <laughs> with just all of his muscles. Pushing away the lies. But he's going to give you confidence to actually get yourself out of the matrix. The nonsense that our financial system is designed to make other people rich. And George is going to give you a path out. And then, of course, Jade Warshaw has a brand new quick read that uncovers the five lies we tend to believe about budgeting. Budgeting. And Rachel, you and I talk to people all the time, have great jobs, great careers, kids, and they will quietly say in a signing line somewhere in a strange city, hey, like, how do you budget? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's easy to roll your eyes like, oh, I know how to... Millions and millions and millions of Americans don't know how. This book is 10 bucks. Excellent. It's a play-by-play on how to make a budget and change your life. If you know somebody in your life, you, you would like to change your life for 10 bucks, go to RamseySolutions.com slash store for that book and all the other products that are going to help save your Christmas. That's right. All right. Up next, we got Juliana, Juliana in Charlotte. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. You Absolutely. How can we help? So my initial question is, I'm interested to know what you guys think about consolidation loans for debt. Please don't. <laughs> please, 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 please don't. And, and, and the, the why behind that is what we have found is that debt is a symptom of behaviors that are going on. And if you can't control the behavior, you're going to get the same result. And I think a lot of people depend on debt consolidation or, or have the belief that it's somehow going to rescue them out of their situation. But what, what what's going to rescue them out of their situation is actually changing their behaviors and learning how to deal with money. And so we find that, I mean, almost everybody can pay their way out of debt. They can get themselves out of debt. They don't need debt consolidation that comes with fees and everything. The one type of debt I would be okay with you consolidating is student loans because usually that's not a type of debt you go back into so if you wanted to do that because you had a better interest rate, you know, that's something we can talk about. But yeah, just this idea that it's going to sweep in and save save you, that's what a lot of people believe and it's just it's just not the case. So what what position are you in or what's the situation that's causing you to to think about that? So 
Right. So I see what you're saying, but that really doesn't apply. Really, I mean, I'm not saying. So here's the situation. Okay. Um, so recently, um, my husband, um, who has a history of some mental illness, um, snapped. And there was a life-threatening situation, which ended him up in, in a mental institution, oh which he's gosh, still there now. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure, um, because of some things that happened on his job, that he has lost his job. Um, but in the interim time, I work, and um, he is the breadwinner. So all of our money would go to one account. All of our bills would just come out of this account automatically. And that's the way we've done this for years and years and years. And now all of this debt that we have, and mostly primarily because of his history of having to be in hospitals previously, mm-hmm. I've had to go into some extensive credit card debt, personal loan debt, and, uh, and it hasn't been a problem to pay these things with his check because he was the breadwinner. But now my check is not going to do it. So am I looking into a second job? Yes, I am. However, uh, I'm 58 years old. I have a medical condition that requires treatments every eight weeks myself. So it's not like I can do a lot, a lot of like two and three jobs. I, I, I might can do another part-time job plus my full-time job and hopefully get some of this. But in the meantime, the thing is what's scaring me is all this debt is like my right now my checking account's going in the negative because these things are coming out. My check, my bank is trying to pay them and charge me for it. You got to stop, Juliana, Juliana, I want... Yeah. I want you to to. You just got thrown. You were on a boat in the ocean, and that boat just exploded. Yeah. I don't want you to keep trying to drive the boat as though it still existed as it did before all this happened. Okay. So you're going to have to think about all the way you you've been doing things have to be different effective immediately. Yeah, you want to stop all of those automatic transfers. All automatic payments stop ASAP. Like right when we get off this call, I want you to call the bank or go to the bank and cancel all of them. Okay. If your husband is um the only person on the account and yeah, he is you're on it. Okay, good. So, so we're stopping all automatic payments. Okay. If these are medical bills, we're gonna. They're not. What kind of what kind of bills are cards? running you into the ground? So it's uh, I'm about eight thousand dollars in credit cards and eight thousand dollars in personal loans in okay. debt, and um, they're just been set up to come out, you know, automatically. And yeah, we're stopping that. Okay. And in fact, we might have to get a new checking account because i don't want any credit card company having my checking account number period end of story okay okay yeah and you might need to tell the bank hey they this credit card keeps withdrawing from this account i need to move my money to a new account and close this one julian because oh, i don't want him to i don't want him to have access yeah is it one credit card or multiple credit cards that add up to eight thousand M- multiple how many um six okay so here's what I want you to do. I want you to get very detailed. I want you to list out all six credit cards separately, okay? okay. And then the personal loan, I'm assuming, is just one loan, correct? Three. Three different loans. Okay, list yeah. those out separately, okay? So you're going to have nine different debts on a sheet of paper. And I want okay. you to go through and figure out, okay, where... I want you to mark down all the minimum payments on all mm-hmm. of this. Because how, how much do you how much do you just bring in a year? Well, I get 
I recently started a new job about four months ago. I did have to take a slight cut in pay, but I did that because the benefits. Okay, so how much? Um, how much? How much? Hey, let's do this. Let's um, hold her over. Thirty. Hey, Juliana, I'm, we're gonna. I'm gonna yes. put you on hold because we want to finish this call and help you out the best we can. But we got to come go to a commercial break. When we come back from the commercial break, we'll pick you up um, from that call because we want to help you the best that we can. Hang on. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Max Dupree said, we cannot become what we want by remaining who we are or what we are. Hmm. I guess that's true. We cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, but what if we're kind of okay with? Then you've become what, what you wanted want. to become. <laughs> Good grief! All right, so um, at our, in the last segment, we were talking to Juliana from Charlotte. Um, Juliana was um, is married to somebody who's um, been suffering from some significant mental health challenges, who ended up in an institution, and they have set up all their bank payments on automatic draft. So the bank is coming in and taking out these credit card payments and personal loan payments, yeah. and they're running out of money quick. And Juliana is asking, is a debt consolidation loan a good idea? So we're walking her through, here's the mechanics of what you should do. First of all was stop all the automatic payments. And since the credit card companies have her checking account number, she may have to go to the bank and close that account and open up a new one. So that's where we landed ourselves. Um, Juliana, does that sound about right? Yes. All right. Okay. And I think we were asking you, Juliana, you took a new job, um, but we were seeing how much income you bring in a year. Um, a year is around 33000 Okay. And you took that new job. Why? What was the What was the reasoning for that? So, so um, for benefits-wise, I don't have to pay. They pay my insurance. Okay. And so that was a great benefit for me considering, I, like I said, I have medical conditions. And so it was a, just a huge benefit for me. And it's um, uh, a few other extra benefits that I didn't have with my other job. So I did take a little bit of a cut in pay. and But then again, having to pay the insurance on the other job, it kind of, you know, it kind of equaled out really. Okay. So I, I just felt like um, they offered a, a, a retirement plan um, and just uh, things that I wasn't offered before. And at my age, those are things you start thinking about sure sure uh, go ahead well so i was in, gonna in the meantime yeah. I, I didn't tell you that in the meantime of this happening i also found out 100 percent sure that my husband was having an affair so i know oh that gosh. this time our marriage is over i'm not going to go back into that situation okay. i've made up my mind okay okay Okay. So I'm going to have to handle this on my own, and I mm. definitely have been in prayer about it, but I just don't want to make another wrong decision. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would contact, once you get the, oh, go, Rachel, go ahead with the, 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 um, the nine debts you have in order, and we're going to add up the minimums here. Yes, yeah. So I just want you to get a handle on just the minimums, because I don't want you getting behind. But right now, Julianne, I think it's fair, because of what you've just walked through, it's traumatic, traumatic. And then you find out your husband's been cheating. So there's a lot going on. So honestly, I would be okay, Julian, if you just stay afloat, that you just can pay minimum payments. I don't want you getting behind because that's going to create a whole other mess and lots of stress. But if you can just keep everything afloat, pay minimum payments, stay current on everything, and let some of this... 
Go ahead. I just don't, I don't make enough money to pay all the payments on my own. Well, since, since y'all are about to go through a divorce proceeding, I would actually contact an attorney ASAP and they may be able to freeze these payments while they're sorting out what's going on because he's going to be responsible for a big chunk of the debt as y'all split up your estate. And if he is, if he doesn't have a job, then, well, yeah, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to write you a check for some equity in the house for future earnings. He's going to, there's going to be some sort of settlement here. And if his claim to claim is, well, I got fired from my job. I'll never be able to work again. Then you'll figure out social security. There will be a process here. Okay. 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 Um, But I want you to call a local attorney in your area that, that you trust. Maybe somebody from your local church can help you with this. And you're gonna have to be honest and you're gonna have to tell the truth. And and not that you're going to lie, but you're gonna have to just be vulnerable and tell something that's going to be hard and scary and hurtful. Um, But I want you to get somebody to walk with you and give you some on the ground advice. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's that it, it's a lot. I know. And and walking through this, I think is going to be it is going to be so difficult, but I think on that end, I want you to make sure your your lights, you, your lights are on, utilities are paid, food is paid, house is taken care of. So we call those your four walls. That's even before debt. So making sure that all of that is there and yeah, talking to an attorney and you know, and, and you may get to a point that, you know, you'll look up and your income will be sufficient enough to help pay down your portion of the debt, whatever they give you. And and also, if not, you know, there's stuff, you know, whether it's selling stuff, whether it's working just, you know, eight to 10 hours extra a week. I mean, the things that you can do to get out of this, because we've seen it, people do this all the time and it's hard. It's not easy, but it is possible. So we really do have that belief, but you're walking through a really hard personal uh, personal thing right now in your life. And I think it's okay to grieve that and to, and to be that. But um, yeah, I would call an attorney ASAP, if, especially if you know that, that you're, you're done with the marriage. I also, I don't know if this is going to be worth the, the breath I'm, I'm, I'm spending on it, but it may be worth calling each one of those credit cards and letting them know my husband's been institutionalized for a mental health break um, for a psychiatric disorder. Um, we don't know when he's going to be released, but he is unable to work at this time. We, I'm asking for a forbearance or can we push this off for 60 days or some, some sort of medical mm-hmm. something or other. They may say go pound sand, but it's sure worth yeah, asking. And ask. maybe a couple of them will say, yes, we'll give you 60 days. We have a special program. Send us the paperwork, the, his admittance paperwork or something like that that might give you a little bit of breathing room. Mm-hmm. And here's the last thing I'm going to tell you find a friend you cannot navigate this by yourself call a friend that will come over and have coffee with you every morning or a couple of days a week and have somebody that you can talk to thanks for thanks for calling juliana all right real quick let's go to morgan in tulsa it's going to be a fast call morgan i'm sorry it's the end of the show but you've been waiting so i want to get to you how can we help that's okay no worries so i'm mainly calling just for some advice Um, my grandma has saved in a 529 account for me since i was really young and I don't have any intentions on going to school. As of right now, um, I am, got married young at 19, started a family young, um, and my husband and I are making around 80000 a year. We have 33000 in total debt, and in this 529 account is around 40000 is what I can assume. Um, 
So I don't know how to go to her because she's very career driven. She really wanted me to go to school. She didn't want me to start a family young and have a baby. Um, but that's what I've wanted for my life. I don't know how to talk with her and say, hey, this money is just sitting there. It expires in five years. We could potentially really give our family a boost by paying off our debt and having a fully stocked emergency fund. No, well, no, you'll be, well, if you, if you pull out a 529 and it's not on educational expenses, you're going to pay income tax and a 10% penalty. So with your income, I mean, it's going to be around 35% um, out of this 40. So no, you're not going to have the total to pay this debt off. And a 529 too, Morgan, look into this, but if it's been open longer than 15 years, which it has, you can roll it over to a Roth IRA up to $35,000. So the majority of this can be rolled over to retirement, which would do you way better than cashing it out and having to pay taxes and the penalty and everything to pay off this debt. So you and your husband, um, that's what I would ask her to do. And if she's a career woman, she's going to be like, good for you, because if account's been open for longer than 15 years, you can roll it over to a Roth IRA. So Morgan, I would roll it over to a Roth in your name. It's been open longer than 15 years. And so that's exactly what I do. I would not cash it out. I think you would lose. I didn't even know that was an option. So thank you so much. Yeah, the Biden administration (laughs) passed it. Something great Mm. happens out of Washington last Mm. year. And it's fantastic. So yes, you can actually roll it over. So I would talk to a SmartVestor Pro. If you go to RamseySolutions.com, you can look up one in your area. But I, yeah, that's exactly what I would do, Morgan. Um, and then another option, if that's what you and your husband choose not to do, you can also with 529s roll them over to another beneficiary. So you can actually mar- earmark that money for your kids. You can actually split it up and have that for their college too. It's just, it is money that is, it, it's grown tax-free. I mean, it's just, there, there's so much benefit to leaving it in that account and protecting it that I don't, I wouldn't want to touch it uh, for debt. I think you and your husband can attack that debt. So thanks, Morgan. Thanks for the call. Thanks for... All of you in the booth, John, great hour. And also with you. Always fun hosting with you. And thank you, America, for listening. Remember to take control of your money and create a life you love. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You are never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, your worth is being well.